let's 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 start the show here. Uh, welcome back to the Show Me Show podcast, featuring me, Luke Newhouse, and Camden Milizer, who's off camera laughing hysterically right now for some weird reason. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, welcome back. This is episode sixty-eight. We're very close to the big episode, the, the the massive electric episode, which is coming next week. And if you know what comes after sixty-eight, I bet you can, you have a pretty good idea of what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's get into this this episode. I don't really know what we have on today's show, to be honest, because we're recording this on Thursday, July thirteenth, and this is the week of the All Star break. And so the last two days, there has been nothing, just no sports. I haven't even opened the CBS Sports app. It's 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 weird times right now. But the home run derby happened. The All Star game happened since we uh, have last talked. Um, so I guess we could talk about that. Nothing too exciting. I mean, it was a pretty normal home run derby. The final round really carried. I, I'll be honest. It was kind of mid, but the Vlad Randy final round was electric. Um, might be the, the greatest final round that I've watched in a long time, at least since the Aaron Judge uh, won in 2017 in Miami. But uh, that's that's my thoughts on the home run derby. I kind of admit. I mean, I I don't get this vibe of where you guys think it's so mid. I thought it was a freaking awesome home run derby. Like, I know you guys said it's not the biggest names, but you had guys just hitting one just dongs, and two you just had some like cool moments. Um, Julio Rodriguez hitting freaking like forty in the first round, right after Agley Rutschman uh, hit switch hit. Uh- that was cool. His round. I'll be honest. That was really cool. Like hitting left, hit he hit like twenty five or something left, and then he hit seven out of eight uh, right at the very end. It's pretty sweet. Um, and then you just had some some great performances. You had Vladdy, who was just fat as hell at this derby, huffing and puffing like puff. Cam into the microphone yeah, every week. Huffing and puffing like Cam into the microphone, probably moaning a little, and he still won. So. Um, it was pretty sweet. Uh, I I really enjoyed it. I watched every second of it. I was like starting to score palindrome right now, and that's actually fake, Luke. There is some sports going on. We do have summer summer league right now. Summer league does not count. That's I mean, since the NBA Cup has been added, the summer league is completely out the window. That guy's from Barry. See that? That was the mayor kid. I don't care. I'm not even watching it. It just feels nice to have something on the TV that's sports, but um, I'm not. I really have no care in the world about this. That was a sweet um, dunk. So, um, yeah, you uh, talked about that. Um, I think part of the home run derby um, thing that made it mid for me is it was too fast. I guess they change the rules every year. It seems like for the home run derby, and this year it was just really fast. But it I, did take almost three hours. That's a true fact. I was like, holy shit, when is this thing going to end? It was like 940. Well, that's because it always does that for one. And two, they just commercialize it so much. Like, they go to break after every single round. Like, if they would just go back to the old style of the 10 outs, or even from a few years ago where you had to wait until the ball landed before you swung, and instead of three minutes, you got four minutes, that was a lot more enjoyable to watch. I mean, now you're just... It's just like a stamina test. Like, who can last the longest? Who can swing the fastest? I mean, I saw Randy in the final round. He was, like, swinging, like, every two seconds. Like, he'd hit, immediately come back, hit, immediately come back. And it wasn't even fun for him. You couldn't see any of the home runs land. It was, I mean, the competition was fun. But the rules, I think, definitely need to be changed next year. Yeah, we we already talked about that, how we thought the rules. uh, Because you don't get to see how far it goes and stuff. Because they keep switching it, the angle back switching it back and forth. Um, shout out Ray Allen. But um, what it's it ends that up – that kind of show today, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what it ends up being is you're actually just watching their swings for the most part, and you're kind of just assuming that most of them are dingers. But because um, like Luke said, you don't get to see it land. Um, you Every, like, few home runs, they'll pop up, like, their furthest one in the corner and how fast it was hit and stuff. But – yeah, it does suck when you can't actually watch it land, but there was still some moonshots. It was still pretty sweet. It was a cool park. Um, 
it looked really good. I, I, I can't really say I've watched an actual game or event there with the roof being 100% off. So I used to play on there on MLB The Show. I guess where my player got drafted, so I played there for a long time. But the roof being fully off, that was that was something. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty sweet. And the All-Star game was was uh, it was all right. I like I watched uh, the first inning and it kind of came out with a bang with two unreal catches. Um, one by I think it was what uh, it was, uh, two former Cardinals, by the way, if that helps. Yeah, you out. One, first one by Adonis Garcia at the wall warning track. And then Randy Rosarina made another sweet one, and he did his uh, little pose thing or whatever. And then uh, I stopped after that and watched uh, the next uh, Indiana Jones movie. And then after I finished that movie, I watched the sixth inning on, and those were very entertaining innings. Um, uh, We had uh, Aledmus Diaz uh, go-ahead home run that finally gave the NL uh, a win in the All-Star game. So the NL is hashtag back after nine years so that was pretty sweet um and yeah it was just a good game they had a full inning where they talked Juan Soto out in the outfield and the ball was hit to him three straight times in a row and we talked about that with Jake Baldwin uh the mic'd up stuff is so much fun like that stuff is just so cool um I think they went mic'd up for Julio Rodriguez too uh, a couple innings later and uh he got to see the home run hit over over their heads and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, just good, even good All Star weekend. In the second inning, when they had Corbin Carroll mic'd up, he really, the ball was hit right over his head. So it's like the guys that they have mic'd up in the outfield, they had action like come to him. And so that that is convenient for the viewer. But I mean, it's also pretty cool that they have that mic'd up stuff going on. Um, the pitching, obviously, Nestor wasn't in the All Star game this year, but his pitching. Like mic'd up was really fun. The pitching mic'd ups with Josh Hader, Nathan Ugaldi yeah, this year were, were pretty weird. They were a little bit weird. Like the pitchers were focusing, obviously, like they they wanted to win. So, but Josh was also like talking to him. You know, it's it's still it, 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 you actually get to hear the sounds of the game a little bit from the pitcher because you never really get to hear them. But man, their grunts are loud. So. Oh yeah, I mean, definitely. It sounds never mind. And it just sounds um, like a shotgun when it hits the glove. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The last game was cool. Elias Diaz. I should probably shout him out real quick with my. I brought my Rockies hat, but it's a little bit uncomfortable, so I, I'm not really wearing it. But yeah, I mean, this is probably the most relevant the Rockies will be all year. Um, having their All Star catcher hit the go ahead home run in the All Star game. So shout out the Rockies. Um. It's cool like that to see guys like, I mean, Elias Diaz is 32 years old. He's making his first all-star appearance. <clears throat> this is a guy that you just really love seeing succeed in a moment like this because he's not going to have a playoff moment. I mean, the Rockies just aren't that team. This is this guy's moment. It probably will be the moment of his career, if I had to guess. He said his family was there. Like in the post-game interview, you could see how much it meant to him, how long of a journey he's been. I actually have a little bit of history with Elias Diaz. Um, when I went to see the Cardinals – play the Rockies back in 2021. Uh, Giovanni Gallegos was on the mound, and Elias Diaz hit a three-run walk-off home run against the Cardinals that night when I was there in attendance. So I, I've i known him for quite a few years now, but uh, yeah, it was it was certainly cool to see him hit that home run. And, uh, I mean, the NL breaks their streak. They've lost nine in a row, and, and here they come. They're, they win again. So if you don't remember... The NL, before this nine-game losing streak, they won three in a row. And then before that, they lost 13 in a row. So the NL's got a lot of catching up to do. Um, but I think when you looked at the rosters this year and who was healthy on the rosters, the NL had the better roster. So, But as usual, pitching dominated the All-Star game. The jerseys, really ugly. People hated them. I didn't mind the AL jerseys. The AL jerseys with the white pants were fine. I, I was fine with those. The NL ones were just horrendous, though. I hate the black pants. The in like the City Connect jerseys they keep releasing, a lot of them have black pants or blue pants. Just white and gray. Please, keep it to white and gray pants. I never thought I would be – I sound like old man yelling at Cloud right now, I feel like, but the other colored pants are just weird looking. Like, that's like – Little League stuff, I feel like. And it even looks bad in Little League, but it especially looks bad like in a Major League Baseball game. So um, I 
I think a lot of people are calling for the, the reversal because guys wear their actual jerseys at the home run derby. And then the all-star jerseys during the game where it used to be the opposite. You wear your actual jerseys during the game, all-star jerseys during the home run derby. I like that because the all-star jerseys, they're a little bit more casual. So a lot of the guys in the home run derby are just, you know, chilling, hanging around. But um, overall, it was a good all-star week. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. it. It was it was fun. It did its job. Um, showcased some of the stars. And, uh, yeah, second half of baseball is underway. And with that, I take off the Rockies hat. Yeah, what we're really moving into, Luke, is it's time for Mo to get cooking. That's where we're kind of really going. Um, uh, I do have a couple baseball questions here that you might be able to answer, and I brought them to the show. Um, so here we go. One thing I've always wondered about the MLB draft, why is it right during the middle of the season – and do these guys that just got drafted instantly go to the farm system league slash games or or do they wait till next season? Um, it's an interesting question. And I don't really know why it's in the middle of the season, but I know that it correlates with the college baseball season. So unlike the other sports, basketball, football, uh, the seasons like correspond with each other. Baseball is not like that. I mean, college baseball starts at early February. And most of the season is done by the beginning of May. And, you know, the playoffs obviously go into June. Um, but the MLB season, I mean, it starts in beginning of April, two months later, and then it goes all the way to the end of October. So it, the time frames of the college season and MLB season, that it kind of aligns perfectly. And the guys who do get drafted usually do go into uh, the minor league system. So they have – there's six levels of minor league baseball. There's – Triple A, Double A, obviously, and then there's two levels of Single A. There's High A, there's Low A. Those go all year, but then there's two other levels. There's Rookie League ball, and that is only a half a season. So it's meant specifically for people who were drafted. Um, that was I don't know if they still do that actually because that was back when they had like 40, 50 rounds of drafting, and now they shorten it to 20 rounds, so they might not have enough players. But um, it was specifically meant for that. And then there was Single A half season. And that was meant for, I guess, it's just another half season and way to get promoted for those guys. So those are typically the two leagues that draftees will go to is the half season league. So they can feel like they're playing in a full season. But yeah, it, it is a weird time. I do like how they moved it to uh, the middle of All-Star Week, I guess, like in between the Futures game and the Home Run Derby because – there's no sports on, so you have the show. Used to, it was at the beginning of June. That was a really weird time to have it because the college season wasn't over, so there would be some guys who would get drafted but still playing in like the College World Series. Very, very weird. Um, so I'm glad that they moved it about a month later because it makes more sense. You get more viewership. You get more engagement with the draft. It, having it here, like right before your All-Star Week, than what you did before. You, it was just on a random Thursday night and. Wednesday, Thursday night well, in June, but it was like NBA Finals games on and stuff. But. It wasn't during the, like it wasn't in between stuff at the All Star Week. It happened last week. The MLB draft was yeah. Sunday. Yeah, that's the day before the home run derby. Oh yeah, and it was the day after the futures game, which usually in the past the futures game would take place on Sunday night. Um, but this year was that game televised. It should have been. I didn't realize it, though. I didn't realize it was on Saturday, so I didn't watch it. But, it, yeah, it is televised. So, next right. question. <laughs> um, those were That was basically, I guess, one question. But uh, LSU had the number one and two picks. Um, what? Paul Skeens, number one, to the Nationals? To the Pirates. Pirates. Dylan Cruz to the, the Nationals. Nationals. Um, what the hell is this? Um, and the Cardinals got one of your Wildcats, uh, Chase Chase Rice. Is that his name? Okay, now now you're just getting in the music league here. Uh, no, Chase Davis. Chase Davis, elite slugging first baseman, outfield. He does play first base sometimes, but he's an outfielder. Um. Yeah, he. It, if you watched his highlights at all, 
and you are familiar with early 2010s baseball, you're like, you instantly look and you're like, Carlos Gonzalez, Carlos Gonzalez, cargo, cargo. That's instantly what you think of. His swing is nearly identical um, to Carlos Gonzalez. And it's electric because I'm not a big college baseball guy. I've watched some of the College World Series, but I followed along in the playoffs, but I don't really know the players like I do in college basketball per se. So I knew about, I'd say maybe six players overall um, in college baseball. Obviously, Paul Skeens, Dylan Cruz, um, you know, those are, those are the two names talking about all year. Chase Davis was, I mean, I, I follow Arizona baseball mildly, and there'd be nights I'd just be going to bed, and I'd just see Chase Davis with a home run on Twitter from the Arizona baseball account. So that's how I knew him, and I was like, oh, this guy's electric. This guy's fun. Um, he was the only player on Arizona that I knew. And when I saw the Cardinals drafted him, I was like, how did he fall to us? Because when I was watching his highlights, I was like, this guy could be a top 10 pick in the draft. And we didn't have a pick until 21. Um, so that was, it was pretty cool. And I'm already thinking about getting his college jersey um, because he is, he's, he's going to be a star in the MLB. I'll say that he, he might be better than Jordan Walker, but he's going to be in Jordan Walker territory, at least prospect ranking wise. He's still young. He's just going to be an elite slugging bat, I think. And I don't know. He's probably the best. He's going to be the out, best outfield prospect that we've had since Carlson, which I don't know how that's working out. But um, yeah. Well, is yeah. that the question? What was the question? That, no, I only. I guess I only really had those two questions um, about the draft and if where the farm guys go. Um, but on Chase Davis, I mean. What though? We're probably not going to see him for four years, probably. Uh, I would expect to see him a little sooner than that. You're not going to see him this year, obviously, <laughs> uh, and you're not going to see him next year. I wouldn't imagine, but I'd say probably around 2025 is when you start, at the very least, the talk about seeing him comes up. Um, I'd say 2026. He's definitely here. He'll probably be what, like 25 by then? Isn't he 21? Yes, so in two seasons, he'll be 23, 24, 24, somewhere in there. So he'll still be young, not like Jordan Walker young, but he'll still be a young player. I, I think he's going to be one that develops fast, if that makes any sense. He's probably going to fly through the minor leagues. Um, he might, We may even, you might hear talk about him coming up at the end of next season. Um, during September call-ups or something. Yeah, I mean, we don't really do September call-ups like we used to anymore. I used to, you call up like 14 players. Now you only call up like three. But um, you may you may hear talk about him because he, he'll probably tear up the minor leagues next year, if I had to imagine. But we do have a lot of outfield prospects. It's a crowded outfield prospect area. I would imagine some of them probably go at this deadline, but you never know. I hope we don't trade him. I hope he's a Cardinal for life. Because that would be awesome. All right, that's all I got. All right, baseball. That was baseball. Pretty good again. <laughs> like two weeks in a row, or is this three? We may have talked about three, it. Yeah, yeah. I know we were like feeling good about ourselves a few weeks ago for talking about baseball for a while. Then we obviously had the baseball expert on last week. So. Yeah. Um. So yeah. What, what do you want to jump into next here? I, I don't know, Cam. We're we're in a dry spot of sports uh, right now. Of the week? We can do better fan questions. I say we do some fan questions. All right, sounds good. So, Mr. Tom Haddox has some questions. He's Shout back. out to him. Yeah, He's back. Always. He's supporting the show in more than one way. So, I guess that's me getting the questions up and hold on. So, uh he did send in three questions, but we're only going to do two because we talked about it and we're like, one of them we really don't have an answer for. So um, we will shout out Dewey's Pizza, though. That seems to be a topic of discussion. So question, what is your all-time St. Louis Cardinals starting rotation? Uh, Bob, can, can, could you name five starting pitchers that aren't current? No. Okay, okay. Bob, give me Bob. Yeah, Bob Gibson. Al, do you think Al's on the top five? Al Perboski? Yeah. 
Absolutely not. No, well, <laughs> he's, he was a reliever for one, so he's not in the rotation. Uh, That's my bad. <laughs> I don't really remember him. I just know he was good. Yeah, he was good for a number of years. Um, all time starting. Yeah, obviously, Bob Gase. Bob Gase. Bob Gibson. Bob Gibson is definitely the ace. That's what I I meant to make. That's all I needed to know. Yeah, he's he's the ace. Um, and we need four other starters. Chris Carpenter, I think, has to be in there. He's a oh, Cy Young yeah. winner. Um, I love Chris, although he kind of sucked as soon as he won the ring. Well, he was old. I guess past his prime, he was dominant. He was the ace of the Cardinals for a number of years. I think. Do we take Prime Wainwright in there? Uh, I think he, you do. Yeah, probably, I don't know if he'd be my number three guy. Okay, but it doesn't really matter where you're at in the rotation. I'm trying to fill out the full starting rotation here, though. I know, but it doesn't. Does it really matter where you're at in the rotation? Everybody plays. It does matter where you're at because then when you get like a a game, if you're the number five starter, you're bound to get skipped a time or two. You know, when you have days off or the All Star break, you're gonna get skipped. The ace never gets skipped unless he gets hurt, like Degrom. Um. So Bob Gibson, Chris Carpenter at the number two. I'd put I'd put Wayne right in there somewhere. I mean, we could go really old and go someone like Dizzy Dean. You know, that's like going way back, but I, I don't know if we want to quite. Are do we that. adjusting for era or if we go in their era? I think we'd have to adjust for era. Okay, well, then we probably don't want to go Dizzy Dean. Well, I meant like adjusting to their era. Oh, okay. That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, obviously, yeah, if it was today, I, I don't think I would just out of respect for the hitters today, but uh, I mean, he was really good in his time. Um, I mean, some of the pitchers in the 90s that I'm thinking of, Venice, I don't think I'd put them. Maybe Bob Forsh. He might be my number five guy. Bob, that you probably don't recognize. Is that he name. fat? No. Oh. Definitely not. Um, but he was a longtime Cardinal, pitched for a long time, won a World Series. I. Okay, you know what? I will go Dizzy Dean. I feel like I have to have one old guy in there, just out of respect for the old guys. So I'll go Bob Gibson is my ace. Chris Carpenter is my number two. Dizzy Dean is my number three. Wayno at the four. And then Bob Forsh at the five. All right, there he did throw a no-hitter, too. He's one of three Cardinals, I think, to throw a no-hitter. So shout out Bob Forsh. Solid list, I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to see what other people say, so we might post this on the Twitter, but... Just to see if okay. people agree or disagree, but that that would be mine. Off the top of my head, I didn't I didn't come prepared. I never come prepared to the summer episodes. It's just kind of a tradition. Um, so, all right, you only next question still from Tom. You only get one band slash musician to listen to for the rest of your life. Who is it and why? Um. Do we say uh, this is contentious, to say the least? I want to hear yours first, Kev, because I, I I could see a few from you. I could see you going the Tupac route. I could see you going the Biggie Smalls route. I could see you going the Kanye route. <laughs> Hell, I could see you going like a like a seventies band route or something. Uh, yeah. So. Okay. So uh, I'm pretty stuck. I have a top three. Um, Sitting between Bob Seger, and along with that, I can get the Silver Bullet Band with him. Um, wait, wait, wait. So you said Bob Seger? Bob Seger. You get one band or musician. That's the question. I know. Okay. Uh, these um these are my top three. I um I'll I'll come down to one here, but and then yeah, Tupac. I just love Tupac. I can go word for word with Tupac. I love Tupac. And then uh, Kanye. And let me explain the Kanye one. Kanye is very new uh, for me. But I'm, practic- I'm practically a seasoned vet by now by how much I've listened to this guy. Um, and uh, here's what I like about Kanye. He has some music that can absolutely just pump you up. Because uh, here's the thing, Luke. I get his music, right? If he's on the song, I get it, right? 
because he has albums, you know, where he it's his music. He's an awesome producer. He's throwing other people on his songs. So um, I'm getting those, too. So he's got so many uh, so much music that can pump you up, but also that you can just absolutely relax to um, and just pump. Um, And I think if if I had to choose today, I think I might do that. Wow. Okay. So, um, all right. George Strait, another honorable mention. Okay. That was going to be in my top three. Yeah, <laughs> was it? Yeah. Um, George I love, we're George Strait family as well. Um, so he's definitely up there. I, I like a little MJ too, but I don't know if I, I guess I could live without him. Yeah. He's one of those guys that's like essential to the history and evolution of music. He's got some really, really great songs, but I don't. If he, I don't think he'd be a top one. You know, if you know what I mean. Like, you can't write the history books without him. He's like Babe Ruth, but well, well, Babe Ruth didn't really go after kids, but um, uh, and he also didn't like black people. I would assume probably so, just based off that time period. All right, this is off topic. Back to back to the questioner. Top. Top three artists, my top three. It's hard to just pick one because there's so many different genres of music that I like, and it really just depends on my mood. Like sometimes I'll go for the the old style country vibe. Sometimes I'll go for a little bit of the new style country vibe. Sometimes I'll go for the rap angle. Sometimes I'll go for the pop angle. Um, sometimes you know I'll even go for the rock angle. I love the rock angle. I've that's a new one for me. Um, some of like the the 70s i don't know if you even call it rock but like pink floyd and led zeppelin really like them no that's led's if you're if you're saying the name led zeppelin that is rock and roll for sure all right those two bands they're really good pink floyd has a lot that i like but i mean even the new style rocket like gorillas or something like that awesome but man i mean Pop Rihanna, I mean just to, just to I name knew a few. It was here. Coming. I knew it was coming. I I feel like I have to do something. To, Kanye, I love the pick, but I I don't really want to copy you here. Um, so man, I but it he's just so versatile. He brings everything to the table. Like he's got the the pump up songs that you can listen to. He's got like the cruise along songs that you can listen to, and then he's also got like some in your feels type of songs, and. uh it's just, I think I have to go with them. Honestly, I, I, I mean, this is leaving out some incredible artists that I would absolutely love. Like, if you gave me a top five, I would love to have that. You know, guys like George Strait would make the list. People like Rihanna would make the list. Maybe a Keith Urban or something like that make the list. A Led Zeppelin, like we talked about. But we're going one 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 musician band you can listen to for the rest of your life. Very contentious, but it'd probably be Kanye. His music is just, I mean, there's always a song that I feel like of his that I have in my head, and I just listen to it, and it just hits. It's like, yeah, it just hits in your mind. It makes you feel happy. So if I had to guess for Tom Haddox, I wonder, uh, I don't know if he's going with the essential Waylon Jennings. That that might be my pick for Tom Haddox. If If I had to guess, there might be some other ones in there for him, but... I feel like Eagles guy. I mean, yeah, but I don't know if that's his absolute fave. So I would say Waylon Jennings for Tom Haddox. I love Waylon Jennings too, and I love Hank Williams Jr. Those would be tough to miss to forever, but you know, I guess it is 2023. So uh, we're asking him right now. So hopefully we'll get a response during the show here. All right. I guess those are fan questions. Yeah. Tough scene of the week here. We're only at 30 minutes, so this is going to be, man. Tough scene of the week. Cam, do you have any tough scenes? I know you said it was a good week for you. so I've got four, but they're not all mine. Okay. They're kind of, it's kind of thrown back to our, how we used to do tough scene a little bit. How, you know, we would pick some storylines here as well. This is going to get some chatter I, I going. still do that. I don't know yeah, what you're no, talking no, about. No, no, I know we do. But recently we've been really 
kicking in our own. Uh, well, that's because it just happens. That's true. But we never strayed away from that. It's just no, yeah, you're right. No, we you're haven't right. had any uh, devastating events in our lives this week. So <laughs> no, not really. Um, my first tough scene was that I uh, I broke my key fob, but the key still worked obviously to get into my car. Um, but what happened is one of the, like the button on my key fob that you press to open the trunk, like caved in to the key fob. And now it's just completely ripped off. And there's just a straight path to the circuit board of my key fob. (laughs) So if like moisture and like water gets in there, it just like goes straight down onto the circuit board. Well, my key died uh, from that, and I was able to get a new battery. Shout out, Ron. I was able to get a new uh, key fob battery. He just had one on him. I guess he just stays strapped with those, um, and I fixed my key fob, but it was broke for a little bit, and it was kind of annoying having to go back to the old. Uh, the only way you could lock and unlock your car was if you inserted the key. <laughs> so, um Yeah. Um, my next one. I kind of, I do want to point out how you said I'm going to get back to the old style by going for some storylines, and then you, you immediately just go a personal one right off the <laughs> bat. So, shout out to you there for <laughs> making sense with yeah. the statements. Um, my first or my next one is uh, Women Yama's first couple weeks over here in the states. Uh, it's been a tough scene for him a little bit. He got absolutely clowned after his first performance because uh, he underperformed compared to his the other uh, top three draft picks that were around him, like Scoot Henderson, um, Eamon Thompson, and um, I'm forgetting one Luke who was uh, who was the third pick. Oh, Oscar Thompson, Brandon Miller. Yeah, Brandon Miller. That's it. Um, he underperformed compared to them in his first game. And in fact, they were, I mean, they were riding him hard. Women, Yana, they even hey, did it. They, yeah, no, hey, no, yo. Hey, yo was right. They literally were, they put up a giant graphic on the screen. Um, and on everybody else's, it include their field goals, like what they went. Cause everybody had like 15, 16 points and he only had eight. Well, that's because he went two of 13 and they did not throw that up on the screen along with the rest of his stats. So you had that and that became an instant internet meme. And then you also had Britney Spears getting hit in the face by his security team because she like tried to grab him. Not his fault. But welcome to America, buddy. Uh, That's going to get blown way out of proportion. And indeed it did. Um, I mean, any, any... Any clickbait thing you clicked on, any headline you looked at, it just made it sound like he hit her. Um, when it really, it was just his security team, and apparently they didn't even really hit her. Um, it kind of sounds like they maybe they may have gotten a good face mush. Shout out to uh, Juwan Howard, but um, that was pretty much it. But that was blown way out of proportion. He actually had a great next game. He had twenty seven points, and then they just retired him for the rest of the summer league, getting them ready for next year. They're like, all right, we've seen enough. He's going to be fine. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, that tough scene. My next one, Luke, is Bob Huggins' unofficial resignment situation. Uh, so we talked about this. Um, Coach Coach Huggs, Bobby, uh, obviously the school fired him for uh, – the DUI thing with in where he thought he was in Pittsburgh, where he was actually in Columbus, and then which was a really bad bad look, and that was after he made fun of Catholics uh, on the radio and uh, LGBTQ people and LGBTQ <laughs> at the same time at the same time a little double whammy action there, um, and obviously so the school got rid of him. Um, but apparently they said he resigned from his position. So I guess that he didn't have to fire him, that they didn't have to fire him. Um, but now there he, coach Huggins is just saying he didn't actually resign. It was just an email from his wife saying that they possibly would resign. 
Um, and now he's suing the school for saying that he resigned and that he, I guess that he should have his position back to the point. Is, to where... is he suing the school or is he just saying that I didn't resign? No, he's, I think he's suing the school because they're saying that he resigned when he really didn't. And since he resigned, he doesn't get the massive payday. Cause like, like the money that he the would buy get, out that yeah. you would have to get. Yeah. But if you get, you get that money. Um, and, but since they didn't fire him. He doesn't get that money since he he said he resigned. Um, so Coach Huggy is fighting that battle right now. That's actually one that he might win in a court of law um, if he didn't actually. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. If they, if he can prove that he didn't actually do it, then uh, yeah. But honestly, if I'm West Virginia, this might be a controversial take, but I just let him coach. I mean, this guy—he's—he's he's a legend for your school. He's creating a lot of controversy right now. If you just let him coach, I mean, you just had a fantastic transfer class come in. They Great want to play transfer class. They want to play for Coach Huggins, right? That's why they transfer there. Bring him back in. Win. What can they say now? I mean, it's like the Alabama thing. I mean, People aren't talking about it anymore because they won. They were the number one overall seed. I mean, that's that's what they do. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I would do. I just let him coach. Uh, that's why Luke's not in management, though. At also, so. But at the same time, what are you talking about? Public relations or something? Like people are going to hate you. People are going to hate him if you let him keep coaching. Probably the still so. going to love him. Probably the kids. Yeah, yeah, but I'm talking about like the national media. Guess but, what? You're in West Virginia. That's this might be stereotypical. That's kind of what West Virginia is. It's like the Florida of the North. It's just crazy things happen. Uh, I don't know. Florida, maybe Louisiana of the North. Cause I don't know if it's quite as crazy as Florida, but it's definitely like a weird place. Um, a lot of rednecks in Louisiana and in uh, West Virginia. The poorest County in the whole United States too. I believe it. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't think they care. I think they just want to be recognized. Win all media is good media for them. Um, they don't care if the coach has multiple DUIs. So not as high as a of a blood alcohol content count as uh, David Freeze and his eight DUIs. So there unnecessary to bring that up. That was years ago. Okay, <laughs> he's made changes in his life. All right. Okay. Um, and my next and final tough scene is that uh, these were written like on Monday. So some of these storylines have already come out, but Chief Zaholic has been detained. He was on the run for like, uh, I think from what, like January till now. So uh, they just time. caught him the other day. If you don't know who Chief Zaholic is, he is the fan at all the Chiefs games, or at least he was that would literally dress up as a wolf and full Chiefs gear and just cheer on the teams. And he would go to the away games too, but it came out the reason or the way he was paying for his away games was by robbing banks and then laundering his money. Um, so, but he was on the run for a while. Through so, gambling. Yeah. That was pretty sweet. Actually, how long he was able to keep it up. Yeah, if but, I was him, I would have left the States though. That's kind of his fault. Yeah, that, that's yeah. You got to leave the States if you're, if you're like, I mean, well, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I mean, you got to, you got to, uh, you got to leave the states there, man. I mean, you had every opportunity. You got a clear path. You you know that if you just hang around here in the United States, they're going to catch you eventually. That's how it works in today's society. There's going to be something that comes out that leads to your capture. So kind of on him, but at the same time, he probably should be in jail. So. I can't say I'm really sad for him. <laughs> it was, it's kind of like one of those things is like, don't be sad. It's over, but you can be happy that it happened a little bit. Yeah. The ride was fun, um, but I'm glad he didn't rob any other banks while he was on the run. That probably would have been a red flag though. So massive, True. massive red flag. All right. I got three tough scenes. All right. Uh, the first one is personal. The next two are not. So, Yesterday on Wednesday, uh, well, I had my car taken in, oil change, some other repairs and stuff. 
asked for a tire rotation, but they didn't do a tire rotation last week. So had to take it in yesterday to do a tire rotation. And my mom actually volunteered to drive my car in for me so I could like go to work and stuff, use her car and all that. Um, so very nice thing that my mom did. But I get in my car today and my seat is completely screwed up all over. I mean, it is way up the front. My knees are like jammed into my, my stomach. I'm like way – I'm sunk. I'm like sunk into the bottom of my car. My mirror's all jacked up and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is – so. I spent about five minutes like correcting my seat, correcting the wheel placement, the mirrors, everything, making sure everything was good. I think I got it pretty close. It's something still feels a little bit off, but it might just be the vibes of me originally sitting in there. But it's certainly a tough scene because when I sat in it to go to work this morning, I was like, okay, something has to change here. Um, so, yeah, that was a tough scene. I. I know exactly how you feel when that happens. I've had some taller people sit in my car uh, and drive it, Colin. Uh, so, like, that, it was all messed up. Sometimes when my dad sits in there, it gets all messed up, you know? So, yeah, I, I definitely know how you feel on that one. That was, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, she did tell me that she moved a little bit. She did say, she's like, I moved, had to move it a little bit, but it shouldn't be too bad. It was very bad, so... But still, she did a very nice thing. I'm not making fun of her for any means. It was it was more of a tough scene for me. Like, I had to fix everything. But um, very nice thing for her to do. Shout out to my mom. And uh, next tough scene is the, the running of the Bulls event. So uh, it occurs in Spain every year. for It's like a week-long event. And basically, like a million people just come in, and a lot of them – it's like a game almost. You just wear white and you're like running from the bulls and they're like chasing full horns and everything. And they're just like chasing you. Well, today, the first day of the event, I believe they're running down this aisle that they usually do. And then they run into this pen and then you just like basically try to outrun the bulls. It's got, it's really stupid, but I mean, Spain is kind of a stupid country. Let's be honest. Um, but I mean, what, what do you want me to say? They're openly racist. Uh, they're very xenophobic. It's just, they're Spaniards. They're not, you know, they're Spaniards. They're, they're weird people. They're homophobic. Uh, do I need to keep going? Okay. You made a weird, you made a weird smirk at that. So they're Spaniards. So today they're running down the aisle and, uh, do people forget to open the gates or maybe they closed on their own? I, I'm not sure, but. However, the gates closed into the pen, and so people were stuck. They're, like, waiting, like, banging. It's almost like a movie scene or something, and here come the bulls just running in, plowed right into the back of the group of people. I'm sure a bunch of people were hurt. Some people may have died, but I didn't see it. So that's a tough scene for just everyone who even decides to run in that race, but especially the people that got rammed by that bull. Mm, that has to hurt. Shout out Ram Ranch. I don't know where that came from, unless you're talking about my next tough scene. <laughs> Adam22. So if you've been on Twitter the last, I don't know, two weeks, if you've been on YouTube, if you've been online the last week and a half, you probably know about Adam22 and his quote-unquote wife. Uh, I think her name's Lena, I want to say. Very weird relationship here that they have going on. So uh, basically he tweeted out, was about two weeks ago and it was like finally getting married right Woo! Big congrats to them well it turns out that this chick is like on only fans and she's like collabing with people basically a porn star so it, it is weird how uh i during the summer here probably two of our biggest topics involve like a sex scandal going on on twitter with the zion thing and now this so um wild but yeah so basically and it's like this one dude that she's been advertising this thing that she's been doing with them and uh they have a podcast together the, the husband and wife they invited this dude on the podcast all right to talk about how it was collabing with his wife this guy is very weird tough scene for this guy he doesn't seem to mind it i think it's you know some people like that stuff i'm not here to judge but uh yeah it's 
it's a very weird situation. It's very uncomfortable, I think, for the rest of the internet, just like watching this guy because everyone's like, what are you doing? And this guy just embraces it. I don't think he realizes how much people, how much he makes people uncomfortable. I don't know. He's just a very weird guy. And uh, yeah. So yeah, look up Adam 22 if you if you have no knowledge of this because this is a very well or maybe don't. Maybe don't look him up actually because then you'll be involved and that might not be something that you want to get yourself involved in. So um Yeah, but it's a tough scene. It for, was a tough scene for him and for the rest of the internet <laughs> that had to endure that. You're right. Just a very open scandal. All right, I think it's my tough scenes, my three tough scenes here. All right, yeah. Cam, I do have a question for you. I was thinking about this the other day. Hit me. I was thinking about cancel culture, right? How big it is in today's society. Over the weekend, St. Louis had a very big weekend, not sports-wise, but concert-wise. Not St. Louis, Missouri. So St. Louis, Morgan Wallen came in for, I think, three days. There was a time period where he was canceled, right, for saying the N-word when he was very inebriated. Not a good thing to do, but also, I mean, should we really cancel a guy over a mistake that he made? Probably not, you know. Not a good thing to do, disavow, but, I mean, he's obviously proven that he's much more than that. So, he came to St. Louis, had a great concert. I know a ton of people that went to that concert at Bush Stadium. On the other side of the state, there was Kansas City, Missouri where T-Swift was performing, right? Swifties. We all know about the Swifties. Very weird group of people. So I was thinking, Morgan Wallen got canceled, but could Taylor Swift ever get canceled? Is it possible for her to get canceled? Now, granted, let me preface this. I don't think that she would do anything to get canceled, really. I mean, she doesn't seem like that type of person to go out and... She's a very good... She markets herself very well. We'll say that. But if she were to do something that would, you know, maybe say the N-word or slander uh, homosexuals or something like that. Is it possible for her to get canceled? No. They can't. And the the way the, the reason why they can't is because of her fan falling. They are destructive. They are strong in numbers, strength in numbers. Um, and they are loud. And they they move with words and actions. Um, so no, I don't think she could ever get canceled. In fact, uh, Three or Letterman has gone into you know the war with T Swift fans just to stir shit up because it's funny. <laughs> and uh, I mean they the, there will be T Swift fans dropping his IP address. You know, so you just got to be really careful with T Swift fans. I don't think you can cancel her. And I agree with you. I don't think she would really do anything to ever get canceled. She's a pretty private person. I mean, we say that, but she makes music about all of her breakups. But she is a pretty private person. Um, you don't really see her in the media, you know, doing crazy things or anything like that because she just doesn't. So I do agree with you. I don't think she ever would do something that's very cancelable. Um, she's very smart. She's very, very smart. But no, I don't think you can cancel her. Um, and it's actually kind of the same thing with Morgan Wallen. In fact, if you listen to, uh, Caleb Presley's first, uh, Sunday conversation with Morgan Wallen, they, he's done two with them. And the first one, they bring that up, the N word thing and he, the, the cancel card, but he's, he kind of just got too big to cancel. Um, so two and white women aren't going to let you cancel them. They're just not. So. Um, they're not going to let you cancel Taylor Swift either. No, <laughs> they absolutely are not. In fact, I had a, uh, I can promptly say that I had white women in my family go to both of those concerts this this past weekend. So, um, yeah, there's two different types of white women: those who like Taylor Swift and those who like Morgan Wallen. Not, I, and then there's those who like both. There, I was just going to say, there's a big group that like both a lot. So, or um, let's preface this: there's there's white women that like. Taylor Swift, and then there's dudes who like Kanye West. <laughs> we'll put it that way. And but, it's a war. It is a war that might never get won by either side, but it's a war. Kim, you might want to unmute yourself if you're going to talk. My 
my mute sign is going weird. <laughs> um, like it keeps going on and off and like it's really slow when I click on it. So that's why that was being weird. But I'll say this. I don't hate Taylor Swift and I love, I really like Kanye West. I grew up listening to Tay Tay because like I just said, my sister literally just went to the concert this past weekend for, um, and I still like her. I don't go out of my way to listen to her music at all. I will listen to it if somebody else is playing it and be okay with it and like it and maybe even enjoy it some, but I don't hate her, but oh, I'm, I'm not, I think it's kind of, it's hard to hate her. Yeah. Because oh, she does very. make, she makes great music, Yeah, but her fans are just, they're wild. Yeah. They're crazy. And I think, I mean, I don't think that they will ever let her get canceled. So I was just thinking about that the other day. I I needed I, I had that in my mind. I was like, I don't think it's possible for her to get canceled. So she's just yeah, she's just so big and popular. So corporate um, America. Morgan Wallen, he he's there, like he's made it, and like I said, he's beaten the first cancellation, but he's not there. You know, he's not the Taylor Swift level. He could get canceled. He could say something and get canceled for a little bit. Um, so he's not at that level, but even I don't I'm not gonna sit here and say I don't like Morgan Wallen's music. I think he's uh, a good artist. Um, I don't listen to his music really at all because I've come to realize that pretty much almost all country music is pretty much just about the same thing. And I stopped listening to it all a right. bunch of it a long time ago. Okay, I still like George Drake. I am, I'm not gonna sit here. There's he still, has he has a lot of variety. He has a lot of variety. I still I'm not saying I hate country music. I'm just saying I don't listen to it anymore. I don't go out of my way to listen to it because uh, I, I got sick of it when I was younger because that's all we listened to. Um, and then there's yeah. still plenty of country music artists that I love. Garth, Keith. Um, I love Jason Aldean. I like Eric Church, George, obviously. Um, plenty of female artists, too. Um, old Reba, you know, stuff like that. Um, Carrie Taylor Underwood, Swift. Tay-Tay. Oh, she she doesn't really do as much country anymore, but you know, I not that's like, why I said old Taylor. Swift. I still like country. I just I'm not gonna. There's other stuff I'm gonna listen to. There's not a single. There's no, that's not true. There are some probably out there that you could find, but there's not like a single country music song that's just gonna like get me pumped up or anything like that. So, uh, yeah. All right. I guess that's talking music. Yeah. I just saw a guy named Tony that ran by on our screen, and that reminds me of the Kadarius Tony situation. That could have been a tough scene where he basically was just calling. I didn't listen to the tapes; I never got a chance to do that. But they're good. He was, he was calling out people in the DMs. Oh, Daniel Jones misses me. I'm happy here in Kansas. Sounds very insecure. So, yeah, and I just got to give a shout out to accounts like that. That the whole account is set up like the guy's name was like Kadarius Tony Hater. <laughs> like that's his whole account. And I just like guys like that on Twitter. We need guys like that. They make the world go round a little bit. Brothers will wake up and hate and first just, thing in the morning. But you know, they do it in such a way that they probably don't even hate Kadarius Tony anymore. It's just so funny now. Like that's just his account. Like, and he got into the DMS with Kadarius Tony and he got Kadarius Tony to uh, call him every single name in the book pretty much and tell him to don't, don't text me anymore unless you you're sending your address to pull up. Um, so I, or I can pull up, you know, and stuff like that. So, but I, I just like accounts like that, that just go out of their way to hate even the LeBron ones. I still find it respectful, you know, that they'll go out of their way on a tennis post on Twitter and just say, this is why LeBron has no real rings, you know, even though I completely disagree with it <laughs> and LeBron's my favorite player. I still respect that grind and hustle. Um, so yeah, you talking about the Lamicky accounts? No. Lamicky oh, yeah. is actually zero and seventy five in the <laughs> NBA Finals, first thirty four years, too scared to even be born. Zero and thirty four. Yeah, those those are funny. All right, you want to get into some wheel spins? Wrap up the show here. Get three around an hour. Uh, yeah, let me pull up the timer. Okay. I think this might be our first in-person we oh, spin thing. We got a, a Tom Haddock's reply here. I'll read it real quick. To be honest, I like all music, but if I got to go with a top five bands slash musicians, hit this pretty good. Oh, I forgot about this one. Yeah, he does love this group. 
I did hit the nail right on the head, at least in the top five. Waylon Jennings at number five. George Strait at number four. Or at number three, I'm, I hate to be that guy, but I don't know who that is, Luke. Um, Tom Brady, or Tom, <laughs> Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. That's a really, really good one as well. Um, and Grateful Dead. Um, he said Tyler Childers and Ryan Bingham are also great. That is a clear miss. Like, if I had that on a piece of paper, like, what are Tom Haddock's favorite bands and Grateful Dead was on there, I would circle that answer. That, you know, like, it, that, would, he that would be answer C. I know it would be, and I would circle it. So, um, big miss on my okay. part, but and still got the way one part right. The one that you miss is just, or, is just a rock band. So. Okay. Um, I'm, I, I haven't heard from them in years, so I will admit I was a little bit shocked to see, <laughs> see that too. But okay, all right. Shout out to Maddox. Grateful Dead would be his. Um, back to the wheel spins here. So I'm glad we were able to get that response on the air, though. That was that was that was electric. All right, first. Oh, it did flip over. Okay, different birds here. Different type of bird. We're now going to the Falcons. We're going to be a bird that you hate. But this, I think, is the last NFC South team that we have. So let's just eliminate them from the board. Do, 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 do. And. That's the, yeah. That's the whole NFC South. All right. I'll be honest. Uh, I don't have a lot on this team. So. You uh, got I, something. I got some. Okay. I, got some. I was a little shocked, Luke, when they went out of their way and just drafted another running back after getting a running back last year that put up a thousand yards. They just went out of their way and drafted another one. I know Bijan is like a, you know, they said a generational talent. I don't really think so. I think he's going to be a good NFL player, like maybe even like a Jamal Charles type, but running backs, they just, there's so many of them. You can always get good ones. Um, their jersey or their jerseys are kind of weird and their stadium is big. That's all I got. Desmond Shitter. Got to throw that in there. Yeah, their quarterback situation is really, really bad. Um, it, it's disastrous almost. I mean, Marcus Mariota is doing the quarterback show with Pat Mahomes. I don't know how he got thrown in that. I don't know how he was the one who got chosen. Um, the guy who literally hates his locker room got chosen for this, so very weird. But, yeah, Desmond Ritter not going to get the job done. Their, their team is just really flawed. They have some good defensive pieces, but overall as a unit, it's not very good. Arthur Smith, some people like him, but I, I'm out. Falcons tier ranking, bad. Uh, bad. I like Arthur Smith, but yeah, I don't. if he doesn't get anything going this year, he'll be gone. That's just how it is. All right. Next spin. Oh, man, I got to get the spin going. Oh, that was a terrible spin, Luke. I almost feel like I should redo that, but I really do want to talk about this team. So, Jets. Oh, wait. No, it, it won't let me eliminate it. It wasn't a true spin. I have to spin it again. I'm sorry. Damn. Sorry for the false alarm. I know a lot of people are waiting for us to talk about the Jets. So, This is another fun team, though, the Eagles. I, I knew it was a bad spin originally. I was like, man, I didn't even get a full spin on the wheel. And this might be a bad omen for them, or good omen, because we didn't talk about the Eagles last year. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, here we go. That's right. Finally, some Eagles analysis. Want to go first this time? Yeah, I got it. All right. Ooh, let me gather my thoughts. Gathering thoughts and Eagles time. Let's go. Team is one of the best rosters in the NFL. I mean, if you look at it from defense, offense, special, everything, just down the line, awesome. Jalen Hurts emerged as really one of the best quarterbacks in the game last year. He played awesome in the Super Bowl. Defense kind of, but, you know, they were playing Patrick Mahomes, whatever. They're going to be back this year. I don't think I'm going to pick them to win the East, just simply because a new team wins the East every year. But they will. It would shock me if they don't make the playoffs, at least in some form or fashion, with that roster. Nick Sirianni seems to be a good coach. So, um, yeah. You kind of took the words right out of my mouth on picking a team to win the East. I think I might go with <laughs> – so dumb. But I think I might go with Commanders. That's that's We're talking about Eagles here, but I don't <laughs> – so I'm sorry about that. I, I do love how the Eagles are just – 
the SEC, like they're an SEC affiliate now, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee. They've got all those guys on their roster. So, uh, so yeah, that, that's Eagles talk. I think they'll go far again next year as well. Yeah, and they are they're built up football. Like they they have playoff experience now on their roster. They got Super Bowl experience. So those guys, very true. They could go deep in the playoffs, but uh, they're going to be a pick, I would imagine. We'll talk about it in our NFL preview, but they're going to be a Super Bowl favorite. Um, well, the Chiefs will be up there, but I mean the Eagles will be one of the top three, I would imagine for sure, with that roster. Um, yeah. Um. Show me show FAQ question update. Ron Mill, as you said, put me down for George Strait. So there you go. Man, George Strait, popular one today. Uh, yeah, obviously. Uh, made all that's, where I get, that's where I get my George Strait love for is obviously for my dad. But, yeah. I I get mine. I had, like, this this CD. It was his 50 greatest hits, and I would listen to it all the time when I was a kid. And so now those songs are just ingrained in my mind, and they're just, they're just so good. So. Um, man, shout out to George Strait, big, big George. Strait. I might put him in the title. I might have to. Well, well he's probably going to make the thumbnail today. I think, <laughs> I think he's probably going to make the thumbnail. Okay. Uh, the last and final team here before we let you guys go, New England Patriots. That's a uh, it's an interesting one, but I think now once we complete that, we're down to eighteen teams. So. About halfway. The wheel is getting smaller. I mean, still teams like Cowboys, Packers, Ravens, Chiefs, Steelers, yep, Steelers, Giants, Jets, Rams. They're all on there. There's a lot of interesting teams left. And then, obviously, you have teams like the Texans and Chargers and the Vikings. We just kind of know what that's going to be. But um, I think I go first on this one. I to make right. it even here. Uh, what team is it again? The Patriots. <laughs> I forgot. They're... Okay, here we go. I'll be honest. The Patriots probably are irrelevant in my opinion. They're just mid. When I think of the Patriots, it's just mid, mid, mid. They're not bad. They're going to win a lot of games this year. But they're... Night sneak in as a seven seed in the playoffs. But they're they're going to be hanging around, probably miss the playoffs. Mac, it's a big prove-it year for Mac. Is he the guy at quarterback? Is he not? I personally don't think he is. I think it's going to show this year. Um, their defense is going to be gunning as always. Bill Belichick, I think, is getting a little bit old for the game, maybe a little bit outdated, but could be bad opinion there. I think um, the opposite. I think this is. I think they're going to go ahead and try and sign Hopkins. If they don't, though, this is going to change my perspective on it a little bit. But I think the opposite. I think Belichick. This is his year. He is done farting around a little bit, and he's had all this control. And um, I don't know who's calling the plays on offense, but as long as it's not Patricia, I think they're going to be all right. Is it um, Bill O'Brien? I'm totally fine with that. Bill O'Brien is a hell of an offensive coordinator. So, um, yeah, I think they'll be all right this year. Yeah, I think they, they poached him from Alabama, if I remember correctly. Um so yeah, that offensive coordinator experience there. Um, so yeah, this could be something for Bill though. If, if Bill is an avid Bill Belichick, if he's an avid listener of the Shelby Show podcast, he could be like that. Ooh, someone told me I fell off. Ooh, I needed that. Could be one of those, or it could just be like, oh, Luke, Luke's right. So Luke's right. I'm old. Yeah, I'm. I might. You'll see my NFL preview. I got some bold predictions this year though. I'm not going chalk. I've something I've come to realize. Commanders, chalk, baby. Chalk never works. I, I didn't say anything about the commanders. The NFC East is going to be an interesting division, as it always is. It's always a chaotic uh, division. I the just beast. got, I just got a goosebump when just talking about NFC East action and just how sick it's going to be. Like it's just, <laughs> I miss football so much. It is going to be so sick. I, I just, I, it's always this time of year too. Like, had the MLB All Star game. Had All Star Weekend. Baseball's getting ready to kick back up. Moe's getting ready to cook, hopefully. But it's just like, how many more weeks till at least Hard Knocks turns on? You know, um, so really can't wait for football. Cam, I I have good news for you. Training camp starts next week. Yes, I know it should start on the nineteenth, I believe. 18th. 
18th. Okay. I think I think some teams report at different times, but and I think Hard Knocks starts the week after, right? The week after training like camp. That. Something like that. Or maybe it's the first week. I don't know. I think it's 49 or 50 days till Mizzou's first game, so I think even less days till the first college football game. Obviously, we'll have NFL preseason and while I will watch that, it's preseason has been really it's really disc- bad. It's gross. It, unless you're the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, they just win. All they do is win. But yeah, what do they have? Like a 19 game yeah, preseason winning crazy. streak. But it is. That doesn't mean it's not gross. It's gross. Yeah, but if you're a sicko and you're looking for an easy way to make some money, Ravens money line in the preseason. <laughs> there you go. Just free money. So, a little tip there. Uh, yeah, that's the show. An hour and six minutes about. So, uh, thank you guys for tuning in and just listen to us ramble on about. George Strait, who's who's getting canceled in the world and uh, baseball. That's that's about all that's happening right now. So and, expect uh, we, we may be taking a hiatus. We might be taking a week of vacation here pretty soon here, just to get prepared um, for school because obviously when we go back to school, it's going to be a little bit different schedule. But I don't know. We we might just keep going. We might just keep pushing through. We've well, you've got a little good. you've got a little trip coming up, I think, don't you? Yeah, that might throw a wrench. That's why I was saying we might just might just take a week off. You know. But that is right before the trade deadline week, so that might not be a great time. You might have to squeeze something in, Lucas. You might. Yeah, if yeah, Mo starts cooking. Hey, he did say we're training everyone. So we'll talk about that more next week, though, hopefully, because we, we don't have a lot of topics for next week, so I want to save some of the Mo trade deadline stuff for next week. He did get a two-year extension. But, um, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. So expect, like I just said, Big Mo Show next week. Show Mo.